This is Meeting and Exceeding, a podcast where we talk to thought leaders in the early education space about the NQF, EYLF and everything in between. Welcome back to Meeting and Exceeding. For those who haven't listened to the first few episodes, uh, my name's Jack and with me is Kiang. And we are part of Owner, an early education software provider on a mission to learn more about the sector by talking to thought leaders. This week, we were joined by Cassandra Button, who is an early education consultant and someone who specializes in the quip and also just kind of in leadership in general. As software providers, we get a lot of calls or a lot of support emails, a lot of support calls about the quip. It comes up at least a few times every week. Centres are confused um, at times. Now, some centres ask us, basically, what needs to go in a quip. Uh, so it was great to have a chat to Cassandra and um, get her point of view and and, and see what centres need to do with their quip because we we, we, we're definitely no experts um, when it comes to the QIP, but obviously Cassandra has that that experience and she was able to to go through that on the, the, the podcast today. Yeah, I think, you know, we've never ever professed to be experts in this space. I think we just kind of built um, the means for people to to do to do their equipment, to do all compliance and stuff. Um, and it's crazy to think that like so many people in the sector don't know what needs to go in there because I guess of the kind of subjective nature of of assessment and rating. And sometimes we can get so caught up in in the assessment and what do what our assessors looking for, and then you know someone could turn up and it could be the complete opposite of what the previous assessor wanted. Um, so for Cassandra, when when Cassandra talks, she talks about it in terms of in terms of leadership, which can almost kind of be translated to any business. Um, so. So yeah, let's just jump straight into it and uh, we'll hear from Cassandra now. So we're joined here today with uh, Cassandra Button from Sprouts Consultancy. Thanks uh, thanks so much for coming in. Um, do you want to just in- introduce yourself a bit and tell, you about, tell us about yourself, your background, how you got into early education and where, where you are now? Yeah, no worries. Uh, so yeah, Cassandra from Sprouts Consultancy. I've had yeah, over a decade of experience within early childhood. I've got my early childhood degree plus training assessing plus several other studies and certificates that I've done. So I do have the experience and the qualifications behind me. Um, yeah, a little bit about it is just I, because being in the sector and being running of services and running and leading, I noticed there was a gap within that. Um, role where everyone what else was getting supported and getting provided um, the content and um, professional development the leaders were sort of left behind so Sprouts Consultancy was built from that and yeah it just keeps evolving. So what made you go then go from working as an educator to to consultancy obviously I guess you noticed a, a gap in the in the sector but was there anything personally that you kind of felt like I need to go in into this yeah um so i was given an opportunity where someone asked if i could support their center to they needed a director and they were like 
can you help? And I sort of refused at the start and then I was like, and then like, please. And I was like, all right, I'll go in short term. I'll help you to improve the centre. I went in and my passion of early childhood came back alive. Um, mm-hmm. I had left from an amazing job, didn't hate it, loved it, but this just helped me amplify my knowledge and experience. And I went in and loved it. I went in and just the team wasn't as being a team as they should have been. Um, they were still doing good, but they just sort of did because if you ask them what why they did it, they're just like, well, it's just what we do. Or, mm. Um, there was little areas that still needed improving and they were a working towards service. Um, so from I just sort of started that journey, got my inspiration back, started a plan, started executing it. Uh, then we got assessment and rating notice as well while I was brand new. <laughs> so from that I just even amplified it, got the team working towards And as I was doing this journey just to get this one centre, it came to me like, what if I did this for all centres? And so that's where it's pretty much all started. Like, how can I help many centres improve their quality? How can I get them to be amazing all the time and mm. keep, you know, amplifying that instead of being stagnant and just that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's sort of where the consultancy came from and then from experience as well just realised there's no one helping lead that and bring that inspiration back to leaders continually growing to grow their centre. So, yeah, that sort of that turning point was where I got given an opportunity went, actually, mm-hmm. I could do this further to help many centres around Australia. Yeah, on that, what do you miss about being on the floor, being in a, in a um, or do you miss it? Do you miss it firstly? And if you do, what do you miss about being on the floor or, or you know, being in a, a childcare setting every single day? Um, probably a team, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I think being surrounded by a team and seeing Every single minute of the day, the inspiration growing and plus the children, like mm. seeing them grow as well. This is the leadership. It trickles down, like everything just keeps moving. And when you're in the center, you see that firsthand every single day. Yeah. Um, so I do miss that team environment, mm-hmm. um, but I still get those sparks from the, you know, uh, the leaders I'm mentoring and it's beautiful to see them. And their spark bring brought back to life yeah. the team. <laughs> so it, I guess it seems like you kind of thrive on that leadership aspect of, of things. So can you talk through like kind of your your approach to leadership and, and why it brings so much value to, to your clients? Um, good question. It's it's I think it's back down to the team and it's building that trust with the team. I think some people get really stuck in managing. And not realizing if they turn the word to leader and leadership, they can bring inspiration and delegate responsibilities as well. Mm-hmm. Because you should be able to be, like, as a leader, helping other educators and um, teachers grow to be a leader as well. So, providing them that opportunity to be able to showcase them and their skills. Because I think we were just touching on it before, where you're not an expert in every single aspect, right? Mm. So if you use people that can, you know, be better in a circumstance, then do that within your team and that's what makes it. Um, so that's probably one thing that as a leader I continually help other leaders do and go, let go, it's okay, delegate, it's okay. Mm. And I think mm. they get really struck like, oh, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> ah. But, yeah. Yeah. So... 
I think one topic that we really wanted to cover today was around the the quality improvement plan and stuff, and because that's what 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 we get from a lot of, a lot of centres um, is questions around that. How does the how does being a good leader then transition into making a good a good quality improve, improvement plan? Um, I think it goes back to involving them mm-hmm. again. Are we when you're like in early childhood, you get told you have to do your quality improvement plan, which is good, but you don't get told how to do it and pretty much why. Um, so a lot of the directors or leaders, they're all feeling like they have to do it themselves. Like many and anyone that's listening, they're probably going, I thought I did. I thought I just had to tell them what it was in it and just give them surveys. But you should be involving the whole team and the whole stakeholders within your your quip. Um, knowing specific questions from them, I'd be able to like answer as well if you had any. Um, but yeah, it's involving everybody properly, not yeah. just thinking you are. It's mm. providing them responsibility within it, and yeah, it's starting from the base of the philosophy and making sure it reflects everybody and everyone feeling inspired to. Yeah, being that centre. Yeah. I mean, talking about the QIP, obviously the um, large part of the QIP involves A&R and so forth as well. Um, I guess my, my question is, we, we, get, we get a lot of um, questions from centres asking how can I improve my QIP for A&R and so forth? How can I do X, Y and Z my QIP to reflect a certain thing better? Um, I guess in a nutshell, what are assessors looking for in, in the QIP? Um, trueness, really. Yeah. To my belief, it's as long as your quip is actually true and it's showcasing who you are, you're not lying and putting things in there you think that they need to think they need to hear or see or things like that. It's meant to be a true reflection of your centre. So your quip is just a compliment, really. It's to showcase your how amazing you are and it's meant to like so your philosophy is your base and it's like what we are like Mm. you know what drives us why we're here what inspires us what is like leading us what's our massiveness of our goal right yeah that's your philosophy and that should be helped showcased in your quip so it's just an element of it and it's meant to be the the foundation of what you're striving towards and then just your strengths of each quality area because these quality areas and just showcasing the minimum. So this is, you know, you're, you're great. You're meeting everything. Yeah. This, this is what's going to be an effective centre. And so your strengths should be how amazing you are or what are you going above and beyond with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the goal should just be showcasing the trajectory of your centre. Yeah. Like where are you leading it? Where's you know, you're the train driver of mm-hmm. uh, as a leader and how's the team helping you and jumping on board to move that along? And that's what a quippy is. Like yeah. it's just... Yeah. You talked about strengths just then. Do you talk about your weaknesses as well and how you – on your, your quip anyway, you, you know you have weaknesses in, in certain parts of the of the centre or, or certain philosophies or whatever the case might be. Do you highlight that in your QRP as well and, and mention how you're going to overcome those weaknesses or do you leave it out? Well, that's exactly what the goals are. Yeah. So yeah. it's meant to be the gap. So you look at, say, yeah, um, each quality area of the elements and you go, how, do we, how are we meeting these? What are we doing? And you come across that we want to improve or, oh, I'm not actually doing that. Oh, maybe we need to do something like that. Yeah. And you've gone, okay, there's a gap. Like, how are we going to improve that? And that's where you put the goal. You can be a short-term goal, long-term goal, and never fear. A lot of people fear, but 
a goal can be two years. Mm. Sometimes it takes a while. Don't, they get sort of stuck, oh, it needs to be six to 12 months. No, no, no. Like it's just it will be a long journey and that's fine. Put it in there because then it will show an assessor you've identified the gap. That's yeah. fine. Let's how are you going to prove that? So that's what it is. The goals um, are just, yeah, your weaknesses or things that you want to improve on and, Again, showing that trajectory of this entity, like, okay, we identify, but this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's even knowledge as well. Like, you're going to help build knowledge of, like, readings or, you know, you know, want to put um, the rights of the child, like, just to remind educators what that means to them, things like that. So I think it's just, yeah, not fearing to put your weaknesses in it because, like you said, everyone has them, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... When you mentioned that when you first took over as a director in that short space, they were work, working towards the yeah yeah. So I'm um, I'm assuming obviously you've worked with working towards meeting and exceeding. Is there a a common theme you see with those kinds of centres? Um, I feel like I'm repeating, um, but it is the leader, unfortunately. Mm. Like it is if they're being supported. Um, so if they're feeling amazing, but it's. Yeah, it's that we touched on it was the culture. It's the, the leader is what creates that culture, right? So who's leading that team? Who's, um, yeah, bringing inspiration? So mm-hmm. I find that the ones that are walking into work and, like, feeling motivated, excited, full of energy, full of life and ready to just keep going, they're just, yeah, their cup is full because as a you know, teacher you're constantly out footy. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, if they're full of life and ready to go and wanting to improve and being okay to the improvement is a, a part of being in early childhood, then their team wants to and then their team will do that together because they're all working towards that common goal of, you know, and being inspired as well with the leader because I think you would have all been in work anyway. Like if the leader was amazing, you're like, okay, I've got to keep going, I want to keep going, I want to do it. this, right? Makes yes, a difference. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But then if they're sort of dragging their feet, walking in going, oh, what a horrible morning already or, you know, just bagging out even a company if they're working in it, they're bringing that culture down, Mm. which then the team doesn't want to be a team, the team doesn't want to be there, which then also trickles down to the children as well. So I think if we look at commonness, I think it's if the leader is inspired and supported, and I have to emphasise on that and support it because, Sometimes you do need that help just to be like, no, no, no you're doing good. Like, mm. Okay, yep, yep, okay, I'm back to life again. Like, so, um, but yeah, I think it just really comes down to that. But have you, would you agree on that? Or yeah, would you- I, I, I would actually. Um, the, the, what I see a lot of, especially with around A&R, is you see, you see, you'll see a director post on, on one of those Facebook groups about A&R and so forth, or, or we have, say, a few centers gone through A&R. You can see sometimes their whole team rallying behind that leader, as in that's that's aimed for their exceeding or if they're working towards, that's aimed for that meeting. You see that that camaraderie, so to speak, like all, all the educators, not just the directors and managers, but, you know, all the educators, I guess, you know, all just working uh, working together during that two, three-week process that they go through A&R and, and trying to, you know, achieve that 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 one step above what, what they're currently uh, currently on. We've, you know, if, they're, if they're working towards hitting that meeting, if they're meeting, hitting that exceeding, I see that a lot with the, I guess, the, the really good centre, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It makes a difference, right? And yeah. then the leader wants to keep going as well. If they've got the team behind them, everyone's around them moving towards that, yeah. it's a much better feeling and wanting to be at work. 
I think that's the major impact as well. Mm. Everyone wants to be at work. So, yeah. No, exactly. exactly <laughs> right. No, you're spot on, you know, especially with, with leadership and so forth. And obviously with, with owner and, and being the founder, CEO of the company, you know, it's, I guess it's my job to you know, inspire the guys like, like Jack and the rest of the team to, to you know, come in every day cheerful and, and, you know, work towards that common goal of, um, you know, where we want to be in two, three, four, five years from now. Yeah. That's right. And you would be reminding them in a positive manner and, you know, if you do need to rectify things, you're rectifying them. But you said, like, you have to keep coming in, you know, full of life as well, but you need someone else to go, yeah, you're doing good, like, keep going, like, you're making a difference. Whereas, because you do get bad days. Everyone gets bad days. Okay. I'm not saying a leader can, has, you know, is going to be amazing every single day or educator, but it's how do you overcome that? How do you move forward from that and finding that? Um, to do that but yeah it's running as an mm. owner of owner like it's <laughs> just yeah it, you would have had tough times oh, yeah. mm. and you had to find ways to overcome them but it's building upon those so you would have got a challenge how do you build upon that um and that's what the clip is about and that's what leadership is about it's mm. continually striving and seeing things as speed humps that's fine how do we overcome it that's fine let's move above let's move above and keep growing and not going, oh, oh, and just going down. Right? So mm. that's what, yeah, it's a shame that it does happen. It does, yeah. I think um, one thing that I really enjoy about your content on social media is like the message of like wellness and like positivity and men- mentality and mindset and all, and all that kind of stuff. How important is that like particularly for, ed- for educators? Oh, I can't emphasize that more enough. And I think that later on from what I was just saying where, the leader needs to go and be full cup, right? And I, you will see that in my social media areas. If you're walking into work half empty, you're feeling you're already exhausted while you walk into work. And teachers, like I said before, is outputting. That's what the job is. Early childhood teachers will outputting constantly. And so in early childhood, you're outputting to parents to your management, if you've got head offices, to your educators or to your team and to the children. So if you don't have you know, energy, even through proper food and nutrition or, yeah, in any aspect of mentality as well, if you're walking in only half, you're in negatives by the end of the day. And then how are you going to survive going home? Mm. And if you have children, I, like I don't have children, but I can only, yeah, I can understand that that would be hard. So, yeah, if you look after yourself outside of work as well as inside of work so you enjoy it as well, you might be empty by the end of the day but at least you're not in negatives and you can then refill yourself up and move on for the next day. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think looking after yourself holistically is absolutely needed. It's A lot of people think, oh, if I'm eating well, that's fine or if I just exercise, that's fine. Or if I go to yoga, it's actually a combination of all. So you can, yeah, be within the centre. So then, yeah, it rubs off to your team as well, I reckon. Yeah. Is, is there is there a, um, I guess, is there a um, advice that you can give these educators who, uh, there, there are there are a whole bunch out there who are, I don't know, who go into work, they're tired, they're, they're not liking what they're doing. And I see that a lot on the on the um, EYLF discussion boards, you know, educators who feel burnt out, who, who feel like they need a change and so forth. Have you got any advice for those those educators who, who not necessarily want to leave the industry but are contemplating leaving or, or um, you know, thinking of how can I improve my morale and so forth? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's so oh. heartbreaking. It really is. So many people are burning out because, and then they're leaving the sector. It's also a good one, always. Um, and it's always I find that they're stagnant or they're not being motivated, and it's but. You need to find joy again. Mm. I think if you find joy in what you do as well as inside and outside of work, you won't get burnt out or you'll find ways to overcome it properly. Um, yeah, it's not – don't do Band-Aid fixes if, you know, don't – I don't know. I think you find it everywhere in life that people want templates and people just want quick fixes, but if they look at things that are going to help them – health-wise or to be motivated or to have joy within everything, look at long-term. Set yourself a goal because especially when you look at a goal, you're constantly striving towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I always, my thing is I love exercise. That's just what keeps me up in the morning and I love it and that brings me joy every single morning before I start my day of work. And But that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I always emphasise it's finally what works for you what brings you joy but brings you health and wellness so you can survive because you're working for the rest of your life, like, really. So what's going to bring joy into work as well? Um, so, yeah, it's finding what works for you. Like, is it walking in the morning? Is it going for a walk in the afternoon? Is it doing a yoga class? What is it? Like, I've tried yoga. Not me. I do it. <laughs> like, I really know it's good for me, mm. but it's so hard for me. Like, it's just not my motivator. And so, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, finding your motivator and what brings you joy to then refill that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, because I think like in my kind of short, short time, I've only been at owner for a couple of months now, but I see a lot of the discussion is around like assessment and rating and all of, all of, all of the things you need to do. But I guess the message of kind of the things, the simple things you can do every day to just, be more positive and kind of build that passion is so important in any industry really. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this is, this is going to bring a lot of, a lot, a lot of value to people. It's just a kind of a reset, it's a, it's a, especially if you're kind of, you know, feeling burnt out or low or something. Yeah. There's definitely um, a way to like bring that, bring that back. So I think it's just finding a preventative measure. I think it's not, sort of re- stop reacting. Like if you're, if you know you're going to burn out or if you know taking work home is not going to be good in the long term, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like find preventative measures to prevent burning out. Don't get to the burnout stage and go, oh, what can I do? Because that's where the quick fix is trying to come into play and to rectify that is harder. So it is finding a preventative measure to stop that burnout um, and it's to find the proper support and it's, don't think just because one person does one thing that is going to work for you. It's finding what works for you and to keep going and not to burn out. So that's my big message. It's always preventative measures. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. So where if people after this wanted wanted, wanted to find you, where where could they do that? Yeah. So um, there's several places, but one of them is where I do do help with the quip. So I do a 10-week course where it's just one hour a week um, in the afternoons and I go through step-by-step step on a quip just to bring ease, just to pretty much show them that they know what they're doing. Mm. And, um, yeah, I start off with their philosophy and break the whole quip down for the 10 weeks and we only do that in a small little group uh, because... Is that, is that online? 
yes, online. Yep, yep. It's through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't have like 150 people or anything attending because I actually get to know every single person and I cater it for them. So every single quip should be different. It shouldn't be identical. Mm. And so I help them create that and so I leave it as a small group but then they also get to network with other centres all around Australia, which is actually excellent. Terminology is amazingly different. Like oh, you go yes. to Perth and it's so <laughs> different. And you're yes. like, you're in Australia. Like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we we, we you know, done that. We got reminded uh, by one of our Queensland centres that we were saying "ush" and "osh" wrong. Obviously, they they say it a different way to the way we say it. And it was just for us. It was like, you know, oh, we didn't even know. So it's <laughs> so funny. They even have like kindergarten. So kindergarten is in Queensland, but that's still early childhood. But mm, kindergarten yeah. is primary school here. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it's extra hard for me coming from the, the UK. Like, so I've got to learn new things, and then three months later, I've then got to learn new things again. Yeah, and your so nursery, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 I worked in the UK, yeah. and yeah, it's like similar but different. It's like a whole yeah, amazing, actually. It was yeah. great to see um, in the UK how it was run, but yeah, different terminologies, but all still the same. Like. Yeah. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, then I also do mentoring and consulting as well for the teachers. So that's all tailored to them, completely to them. I don't go in and go, this is what it is and this is how you do it and that's it. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm there for them and it's to help create what their service is. So the consultancy party is helping provide my insight and my thoughts while using the regulations and using the quality areas um, to where they want to improve on and stuff. Um, and then provide a plan for them. And then there's the mentoring as well where actually support the leaders and help with their well-being and be that preventative measure so they can go into work completely full, overflowing and, yeah, yeah inspiring. Them. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So then I know if they're, they're feeling excited and motivated, the whole team is and it just trickles down. So there's, yeah, I might be working with one person, but I'm actually making a whole difference between our whole setup. So goes back to my my true why. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks so much for, for coming and doing this. As I said before, I think a, a lot of people will get a lot of value from this. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate you, appreciate you coming in. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's actually been a pleasure to, yeah, talk about Sprouts, but also getting to know you too as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So that was our conversation with Cassandra. Really appreciate her taking time out of her day to talk about a subject that would otherwise really go over my head, uh, especially. But yeah, to kind of put it in those lay- layman's terms um, was, yeah, really, really good f- good for us. The leadership discussion with Cassandra hit a chord with me. During that discussion about leadership, it also brought to the fore what we're trying to do here at Owner, uh, obviously being the, the founder, CEO of the company. Um, part of the management team, so to speak. Um, leadership's an important thing, motivating staff, you know, making sure staff are productive, that they're enjoying what they're doing and so forth. That, that came to the fore for me. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation with Cassandra on that topic. Yeah, I think I can definitely speak from experience in that, in the sense of um, when I first started and you guys said that, that, that you wanted to do a podcast, I definitely didn't expect to be. Um, the person on that podcast um, and then but I guess like when you first said it I was thinking oh, I don't I don't really want to be on a podcast and so <laughs> I thought you know like is 
oh, surely um, my accent's not going to work for a podcast in Australia. And um, <laughs> your response was just like, ah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just do it. And I just think that that having that approach to to your work really kind of just like distills a lot of people's nerves. Um, and then, yeah, I think we've you've kind of created this great culture of just like a team of kind of doers and obviously like people who use who use that the software can attest to that in the terms of in the sense of you know there's new features out every week or every couple of weeks like we've just had um two of the developers there um like hand put hand putting in um hindi and arabic to the app and um yeah i just think that's a great a great culture like create creating that Cassandra did mention an important bit in the podcast there about what works for you. So I guess your homework is to find out what works for you. Now, whether it be time off, reading a book, taking a stroll down the beach, uh, you know, whatever it is that works for you, make sure you find that because you're going to find yourself being a more happy employee, a more productive employee if you have that right balance, so to speak. So, so yeah, thanks for that. And um, thanks to everyone who listened to the podcast today um as always we hope we hope you got some value from that um and i know that cassandra does um her quick boot camps and things like that and she does one uh, one-to-one consultations and everything so any queries or questions you have about that make sure you you get in touch with uh, sprouts consultancy We'll be back next week where we'll be talking to danielle de Oliveira, who is a director of a long daycare centre and also a child behaviour expert. She works with parents and educators to drive positive behavioural change in, I guess, somewhat kind of troublesome children. Um, and she's got a quite a quite unique approach, approach to that. So um, looking forward to hearing from her next week. <laughs>